Yo, welcome to the Hype Geek Podcast. High energy beginning here. My name is Rustin So. Today I'm the CEO of eColiseum and I'm joined here by my CMO and co-founder, Cad Lou. Wow, we got specific titles in this one. Hey man, listen, <laughs> I'm just excited to be back. Sorry we've been gone. Uh, we were in SF and we actually are going to be at Coachella. Next week we're going to announce why we're going to be at Coachella and what we're doing there. But in the meantime, stay tuned. We got a nice little podcast for you. You want to go over what we're talking about today, Kyle? Yeah, um, we'll be talking about some more Fortnite Apex stats and like how they go against go up against each other, or if they are even competing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phase signs a new member. Uh, Drake invests in another company. This is the second one this year that they've announced. Nice. So there might be more. There's the Philly Fusion venue that is coming out. So Denmouse partners with a gaming chair company, and Nissan partners with two companies in the space. So that's a very brief overview, but we're just gonna go right into it. So the first thing is um, Apex and Fortnite, mm-hmm. and the stats against that. So like many would have thought, when Apex came out, people were like, "All right, we got the Fortnite killer. Yeah. This is gonna be a new game that everyone's shifting to." We did see a lot of movement from these pro players going to Apex, but um, the CEO recently came out and said, CEO of who? CEO of Fortnite. Got it. Recently came out and said something contrary to what we've been thinking. Okay. They actually said that they've been reaching peak concurrent non-event players. Mm-hmm. So like without the marshmallow event, just regular weekend days or just regular weekdays. So you're saying that they're having their highest, highest recorded uh, yeah, players, players dur- during a regular non-event okay. gaming session. Okay. Um, despite apex coming out you know they've reached peak numbers even after apex came out and they said the only thing that has shown sort some sort of like dwindling i guess amount of players in the numbers yeah is fifa the game the soccer game that's so weird but i also believe it you know yeah i mean the only way i would see that happening is because actually i'm not sure because fifa arguably just an international game that everyone could tap into um, but Fortnite isn't really that international, so I wouldn't see how that would affect the numbers. Here's my theory. They're pretty much the same audience. It's the fraternity gamer bro that is like the majority of the Fortnite audience. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing as FIFA. So they flip-flop between the two, but it's so weird because normally you don't see that between different genres of video games. Mm-hmm. Typically, you have the audience is separated by the genre of the game. So you have the types of people that like sports games. You have the types of people that like games like League of Legends. Then you have the types of people that like first-person shooters, right? But this is like the first time that I've heard of a a game from one genre, Battle Royale, having a similar audience as another game, which is FIFA, sports game. It kind of makes sense, though, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I mean, I play both FIFA and Fortnite, so I might be part of that, I guess, middle of that circle mm-hmm. of like people who play both genres. Um, but I mean, personally, I haven't switched back to FIFA. I haven't seen, it's just such a different game. It's so different. But it's, it is really strange for him to say that FIFA is actually the only thing. I wonder what how they get that data, you know? What if it's just a sneak disc? <laughs> you know, like the smallest eSport is beating out Apex and we're not even worried as what Fortnite's Yeah, like. or they're just like, you know, cause who knows? They could just be throwing that out, like fake newsing it, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Just something to think about here. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually still very curious as how they got that data, you know? It's just like, did are they using yeah. the correlation of FIFA numbers going up and Fortnite numbers going down? Mm. Or do they actually track the fact that their players are playing two different games and now they're leaning towards FIFA? And, like, why would you say that, you know? Mm-hmm. Why would you even admit, right? Yeah. It's all weird. 
Yeah, I mean, the only reason they admit, they wouldn't admit no one brought up the Apex controversy, right? So yeah. it is, yeah, you're right. They are mostly saying that to, oh, it's almost like throwing shade to Apex, where it's like, we're not mm-hmm. worried about you guys. We mm-hmm. got this other game that's worried about, that we're, we might be worried about, but it relates nothing to our genre. Yeah. Know? So it's any Battle Royales that want to yeah. come, like maybe you should pick some other genre, don't really come into our category, because we're not even competing against you guys then yeah. at this point. Wow, interesting tactic. It's interesting, interesting way to look about it. Uh, power moves right there. <laughs> sneaky moves sneaky power moves yeah yeah either one we'll see okay yeah i'm I'm, there has to be or there's bound to be a game that's going to be a fortnite killer don't know if it's gonna take five years two years ten years you know what i give it two years two years i think something's gonna come out in two years okay i mean it's currently april 1st and the patch the new fortnite patch that came out yeah all right boom that's a prediction two years from now two on years. april fool's day april fool's day yeah fortnite's gonna be dead we just dated ourselves though because normally <laughs> we put this podcast out on wednesdays yeah that's true Damn. no they know we record these on mondays right, right, we, cool. that's why we always talk about our weekend cool uh but yeah there's there's a new fortnite patch a lot of people aren't that happy about it i'm not gonna talk too much about it end of story maybe it takes two years maybe it's tomorrow maybe they just completely kill the game through more shitty updates i don't know all yeah. right I'm, you could tell i'm pissed about the update yeah <laughs> yeah competitive maintaining the competitive community while also uh appealing to the casual audience is like if you have that it's it's the golden recipe mm-hmm. it's like the recipe for the coke flavor you yeah, know yeah it's hard to keep that though mm-hmm. you got to constantly be altering it true wise words right there thanks man i try <laughs> it's not like this is my job or anything <laughs> okay going on to the next topic uh, very brief it's just phase clan you know the beloved phase clan the idols of all these little kids phase up phase up uh we recently just received our phase clan siberia hills hoodies so fire yeah um but they signed their youngest player yet 15 years old correct mm, 12 13 12 it's 13 or 15 he's 12 all right his name is phase highest guy you guys could double check and let us know fuck he's 13 <laughs> he's 13 I think. <laughs> I think it was 13 or 15 uh it was, it was one of those odd numbers yeah. for sure uh, but Faze High Sky, if you guys haven't seen him, he's nasty at the game. Uh, he's literally just a little kid. I, I've watched a little video of him being introduced to Faze Clan. I think it was on Faze Adapts video. He, he qualified was, for the Winter Royale, took home $2,500 for a middle-of-the-road finish, and was 22nd in the Scallywag Cup. So, decent numbers. Pretty decent for a 13-year-old, too. Yeah, and he's like... It was so funny. In the video, he was just wearing like an oversized phase sweater because they don't make kids apparel which i feel like they, they should. should totally should yeah it's... now that they have high sky yeah the legend of legends he could he should just receive like 15 percent of all kids like apparel just to oh, bring that into like a high sky code high sky code yeah um but yeah i was watching that video and he seems like a cool kid i mean he looked like a normal kid and i watched another video and already he's wearing like gucci shoes like they're starting to swag him Fuck, out dude. hard i feel so bad because like what if that just like causes him to become a bad egg you know the justin bieber spiral just a fame at like 13 years old yeah dude he's not surrounding himself in an environment that is conducive to raising a kid you know yeah i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't i guess i would give a little more props to phase clan members i mean i don't know about them as role models Mm -hmm. of course they're good people yeah right yeah and um, the videos that they recorded seem very nice. Yeah, they seem like nice people. I'm sure they'll be res- respectful around a small kid, but then it is just about their flamboyant lifestyle that I guess could push a kid towards a more superficial viewpoint growing up. Yeah, it's also tough, like being that kid and like 
they're not like socially what are they going to do when they hang out with the kid mm-hmm. you know socially what they do is like they go to parties they go to bars together and like mm-hmm. the kid doesn't really have anything else to do except hang out with them at those things yeah so imagine like you have no one to talk to and the people that are talking to you, it might come off like as patronizing, you know? Yeah. So it's tough. This kid probably, like most kids, started off viewing them as like his idols. So just hanging out with them in any scenario is probably really cool for him. And he seemed like a, yeah, like again, humble. And they asked him what his parents thought from the very beginning. And like most of us, if you asked us if going to competitive gaming was approved by our parents, it'd be no. Uh, mm-hmm. But he said that his parents from the very beginning was super supportive. That's so cool, and man. That must be the reason why this he's is so a new good. wave. Because like most parents would just not let their kids play that much, but for him to be that good means he's grinding hours and his parents are okay with it. Yeah, of and co- it paid off. Yeah, yeah. or it, he had to show some sort of improvement or benchmarks or milestones and through these competitions that and achievements that you listed, his parents probably caught him from an early stage and looking at the numbers um, was a good reason for him to keep pursuing that. So yeah, good for him. Yeah, it's a uh, just cool to see them sign someone that young, and we'll see where he grows up to be. Hopefully, he's gonna become another Macaulay Clockin. How you say it? Macaulay Clockin, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, look, it'll be interesting to see because this is probably like the first batch or wave of kids that like have grown up in this environment where it's like, oh, I can start my esports career right now. You know and so they grind at something whereas like back in the day kids would play it like casually or in random competitive environments until they got to like they're like 18 16 to 18 years old right that's how the cod community still works pretty much yeah but i feel like now it's like it's like how soccer is today where like barcelona will go and pick up a kid when he's six years old you know Mm -hmm. like what is that going to do mentally to these kids because they're playing a video game they're not doing an actual sport yeah and i think he talked about a school he said that before he even got signed by FaZe, he was already starting to do online school. So he's not even going to regular school anymore. Yeah, so he's like a, a first of of his kind, but a, yeah. a kind that we'll be seeing a lot of moving forward. <laughs> a kind. It's funny yeah. that you describe it as a kind. Dog, it I'm is a rare species, yeah. I'm literally sweating so hard right now. <laughs> Spring, summer, I'm shirtless recording this podcast with Ka right now everyone get a visual of that yeah and i'm sweating <laughs> i just wanted to let you guys know that i love spring summer not for this reason but this is just a side effect yeah shall we move on to the next topic sure let's do it um <laughs> uh, i wish i could find a smooth transition from the spring sweaty summer. balls um, <clears throat> but drake oh summer 2016 right here drake yeah going in uh with another investment in esports players lounge right players lounge correct there if you guys don't know what players lounge is it's a it's basically like game battles or like an online platform to compete in video games but there's also money stakes involved so it's esports betting platform pretty much is that i don't understand how that's legal still i still don't get it is it because the the, you probably don't know this but is it because the prize pools are so low it is very low it's it's you could you start off like a dollar you just put a dollar down you win small amounts of money and i think it is legal because it's not really betting like they they use it or maybe i just use the term esports betting but it's very much skill based right okay. you're creating your own luck right you're not just betting on horses right um so you go into the site and at first it's not based on skill level but once you play a couple of games the algorithm matches you up with players around your skill uh, and then you play against certain dollar amounts which is which is kind of fun it's a good way to improve because you're not just going in and just getting destroyed by really good players like mm. if you look at existing like game battle platforms you're playing against people who are just way better than you and you get destroyed. There's no money on the line, of course, but it's still not as fun. But when you're playing against people on an even playing field, it does help you improve. And it's also fun when even $2 are involved, you know? Right. 
there's even if it's the low amount of money it's about the stakes that are involved that keeps things interesting keeps people adrenaline rushing more competition involved i see i yeah. see so it's not necessarily so much about winning money as it is fostering like a uh, competitive environment yeah and if you grind it out you probably make 100 bucks or something you know got it so that's that's not the main draw i i don't i'm not sure i haven't really dug too deep into this site mm. but i'm assuming people kids aren't playing for like hundreds of dollars yeah you know i would okay so well let's get onto the topic of drake like mm. second esports investment the first one was with 100 thieves um my guess is that they're probably not big check sizes so he's not putting in a lot of money but you know he's making smart bets on this space and i'm really curious to see why that is you know like there is no real other celebrity that i know of that's making investments in esports as consistently as he is so there's got to be someone around him that's bullish on it or he's bullish on it i'd love to know like what the whole drake camp is yeah. view on this is um regarding players lounge it's an interesting company but i think the challenge that they face is that there aren't really any like competitive moats you know with a platform like that, anyone can make that platform. And if they increase the payouts, then the audience just shifts over to where they make more money, right? Mm -hmm. It's just very tough to compete on price. And I say price in quotes. Yeah. The secondary thing I would say is like the way that they would compete is by building a brand and like a strong community. But when it's a digital platform, it's a lot more difficult. Yeah. So I think this first mover advantage and having the PR of Drake is probably the biggest move for them. Yeah. To create you, those modes. Wouldn't you argue that Battlefy and other platforms like this already kind of existed? Yeah, but then those are just tournament organizers or like you player matching, right? Got it's, it. There's no it's money not involved. As, yeah, and, and kudos to these guys. They've been around for like five years. Mm -hmm. And they started like doing in-person stuff. And then I remember the guy was on like an episode of Gary V and where he was like asking Gary for investment advice and Gary turned him down. Really? Yeah. So if you want to see that, it was from like two years ago with Gary basically saying like he doesn't know. He believes that this is going to, this space is going to grow, but he doesn't know if mm -hmm. like this is the right concept. How so much money he, I guess he proved them wrong. They, How much did they raise? Like three million seed round? Yeah, something like that. I wonder what Respectful. that's towards. Like For their engineering platform. team, they said. Yeah. Probably to introduce new features to the platform. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, like just the Drake PR, like honestly, he could put $5 in. That's like all they need. They just need the Can't PR. Do it, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they, he he could put the minimum in, you know. Right. But they would want it just for the PR. Right. Because you look up Players Lounge Drake. There's like seven different articles publishers talking about. Yeah. Them. What's weird though is like looking up this article. There's no esports outlets reporting about it, which is interesting strategic decision. Um, I would also, you know, think about like, like with Players Lounge and drake like the capital look like the only way i knew about players lounge was because they spent so much money on instagram ads i saw them on instagram yeah ads as well. you and you know they spent a lot of money because of the views that they were getting mm -hmm. you know and so i'm wondering like are they actually growing organically or is this another case of like the classic silicon valley startup where they raise a bunch of money, then use that money to buy users and then use the data from the users they bought to then go raise more money. Yeah, just pretty much inflating mm -hmm. your numbers to show growth and then just keep raising your valuation and get right. people on board based off that growth. And yeah, just by putting Instagram ads could convert pretty well. You get a shit ton of engagement impressions just by putting 
$100,000 into Instagram ads, right? Yeah. And that could already prove a lot, even right. though it could be definitely inflated. It does show people growth and it does show people that there is more value to this. Um, but yeah, that, that could have been used to get Drake, but you never know what goes on there. Hopefully yeah. not. I think we're just, they're, we're they're being nitpicky here, yeah. you know, but like, honestly, we, we do believe in a product like this is pretty yeah. cool. I just like to picture that Drake doesn't find out about any of these investments until it's like published. And he's like, Oh cool. I invested in this. Yeah. That's just how I imagine his team works. You know, yeah. it's just like, he doesn't find out. He doesn't know anything about video They just video put the games. term sheet in front of him and he's like, eSports, yeah. all right, sign. Yeah. And maybe, like, I don't know. Yeah. By the way, Drake, you that's just invest a, in this. That's a funny uh, future to think about. That, that's, that's how like a funny I picture thing it. To think is he a gamer? It. I don't know. Yeah, he is. Okay. Definitely is. Like there's a, um, the song where it's not nice for what? Him and Murder Beats made the song while they were playing 2K. Mm, so he's a okay. gamer. Okay. And there's pictures of him like gaming. So yeah. he's he's definitely authentic to the space. Maybe he's, it's just me, but whenever I hear about celebrity investors investing in something, I just think of their face and then the entire team behind them actually making decisions. You know, like any of the NBA which, players which going makes to sense, tech. sense because like they're focused on what they have to do. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it is for a lot of people, they're thinking Drake went to oh. shot, met him at the table. Oh, yeah. Signed some papers. I see what you're saying. You know. I feel like he would he would do that or he mm-hmm. should do that you yeah know? yeah just like to know where his money's going yeah definitely i think a little glorified but it is super fucking cool yeah no doubt about that uh, moving on to the next topic of a new venue coming up in philadelphia mm-hmm. the philly fusion team has a new venue is it open for the public or just a private location nah i mean it's going to be open for the public it's sixty thousand square feet jesus yeah ten thousand of those square feet is for the training facility the rest is for like a 3500 seat venue they're spending $50 million building this place. In yeah. Philadelphia? Yeah. So they're betting big on esports being the next thing in Philadelphia. The reason they made the venue is because Philadelphia Fusion is a team in the Overwatch League. And in the Overwatch League, all teams need to have a home stadium now. So they have this place that they're building now for like 2020 or whatever. But my thing is that like, Philadelphia Fusion is actually owned by Comcast. So Comcast has boatloads of money to just spend, even if they're wrong. Um, But why would you brand it Philadelphia Fusion if there's going to be lots of other, like, like Comcast also has T1. So they have T1 that does all these other games. Then they have Philadelphia Fusion that just does Overwatch and, and Call of Duty. Like, why would you brand it Philadelphia Fusion Arena? You should have branded it, like, the parent esports company here mm-hmm. so then all the the games that you compete in can use that venue yeah that's my take interesting yeah that's, that's a that is a concern i wonder why and do you think that they get any subsidy from like, the city no no not the city or the publishers you know if it's going to be one of the locations that i think so going to like is overwatch league or activision either a subsidy up front or in terms of like you know, hey, we won't take as much off concessions. Or maybe it's just a part of the contract agreement when they bought the team was like, look, you have to be opening a venue if you want in on this. So it's not even just a $25 million slot. It's a $50 million venue as well. Yeah, but then they're also like, look, but that $50 million, in our opinion, is going to return this much money to you because of all this other shit that we're doing. True. Yeah. So it would be worth building out if they keep a percentage of the revenue from ticket sales. They probably get to keep all of the like it's probably like when it's competing in Burbank it's probably like the NFL model where like when you go to uh, an away game the home team keeps a majority you keep a minority whereas Mm -hmm. home games it's the reverse yeah 
but now it's not just the teams involved it's the publishers which doesn't really happen in traditional sports so is there yeah so it's probably like a a standard percentage for each venue for each venue and then like a majority minority for both competitors like do you think that's going to happen yeah wow the whole publisher thing kind of fucks with the model here because like the nfl doesn't take actually they 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 do do. okay they do yeah Yeah, so it's it's still the same they probably do right like the media rights they take it yeah, that's a lot of stuff we have. we're yeah, just we assuming. Just throwing that out there. You guys think about it. Think let about us know. <laughs> it's just we're mostly saying to show that there's a lot of things going on in this industry that is almost like free flowing. You know, it's so hard to copy and paste existing models. So we got to yeah. see what works and what doesn't work just by trying it out and yeah. and just lowering risk. And we're just pretty much talking out of our ass, assuming a lot of things. But well, not necessarily talking out of our ass, but piecing together what we think. Okay, we'll give ourselves a little more credit. Yeah. That. All right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, moving on to the next topic, uh, Dead Mouse. Dead Mouse, partnering with who? Uh, Secret Lab Gaming Chair Company. Gaming chairs. Um, this isn't necessarily huge news, yeah. But it's just cool again to see an artist, specifically an electronic music artist in the esports, doing meaningful sponsorship activations. Why chairs? Um, I don't know why chairs. Uh, he's a big PUBG fan. Um, I remember like. I really heard about Twitch because of Dead Mouse, because mm-hmm. Dead Mouse started this whole thing like way back where he was gonna stream himself making music on Twitch, and so that's how I almost initially got into Twitch was watching him make music there. Cool. So he's been super endemic to the space, and he's always been like huge, like a, a huge gamer. Like he had Minecraft streams that he would do and like play new music through there, and you could join the Minecraft server. It was really sick. What, um, did he have his helmet on or off? In the no, he had like his Minecraft made him a skin that had his helmet oh. in it. But like when he did, he have a face cam when he streamed. Uh, yeah, yeah. Was it no? Uh, it was just him by himself. Just him by himself, yeah. Um, he's no marshmallow. Yeah, but it's crazy. Like he started all of this like wave, you know. Like yeah. he was early on Minecraft and like being a musician and all that stuff, and then with the helmet and now Mellow does the helmet, does Fortnite. He's way more successful than Dead Mouse. It's just funny to see that, you know? He shouldn't. just early. Yeah, Dead Mouse shouldn't have stuck with PUBG, though. Should have moved on to Fortnite. It could have been him over Marshmallow. But he also kind of has, like, a old man syndrome. I don't mm-hmm. know. He just gets pissed at new things. Yeah. Um, Classic. Yeah. You know how he got his name? No. Okay, so he, uh, he his PC wasn't doing too hot. This was before he got famous. And he posted in a forum, like, asking why his PC was, like, overheating or whatever. And they told him to check the fan. And uh, he posts a picture and a reply to the thread. And he opens the fan, like the PC case. I could be butchering the story completely. But Mm -hmm. he opens the PC case. And there's a dead mouse in his PC. And that's where he got the name from. So all I know is like the general story is that it's something to do with a dead mouse inside of a PC case. And I believe it was his PC that he was commenting on a forum. Kind of gross, honestly. So he's been deep in this culture. And the Secret Lab partnership is just like, you know, hats off like yeah yeah I, I wish i knew the reason behind like why he usually told like chose a gaming chair it just has like his logo on the back or something yeah and probably they, they're offering him the best deal of all yeah. the other chair companies that want him like i would assume he'd do like a mouse peripheral like holy shit gaming mouse. you're actually a genius fuck w- that would be that so make dope way more sense i didn't even think about that that's funny fuck <laughs> um okay so to to one of our last topics, I think it is our last topic, is mm-hmm. another sponsorship with Nissan. 
Mm-hmm. So they sponsored not just one company or one organization, two organizations. Really? FaZe Clan and OptiGaming. They just sat they, they just sat down at their board meeting <laughs> at the beginning of this year. They're like, who should we invest All right, in? Esports. You right there, intern who plays Call of Duty. <laughs> who are the top two esports teams? And he's like, probably like Optic and FaZe Clan. They're like, let's sign both let's of them. <laughs> That's like uh let's go into soccer. What are the biggest teams? Real Madrid and Barcelona. Uh, which one do we pick? Let's just do both. It's like, dude, they're rivals. You can't sponsor both teams. Uh, okay, that story was completely fake, by the way. If you guys believe us, don't. Um, <laughs> but that's that's just how I picture it going down in the boardroom. You know, when you choose two such massive brands, it doesn't seem like like I know, not to throw any shade at Nissan. It doesn't seem like they put much thought into it. You know, it wasn't about how to get the right audience like endemically, like how to make it organic, authentic. It's more of like these two powerhouses that have very strong fan bases, let's go out for them, which is very valid. The phase one kind of made sense. Mm-hmm. I don't mean to interrupt. No, it's cool. But they own like a Nissan GTR. Yeah. You know, Adapt has a GTR. Right. It's it has it's kind of whack. Or I don't. I'm not gonna shit talk, but it has like off white branding <laughs> oh, on the side. He put like off white st- like stickers or not stickers, but like the off white like wrap around the car. You know. It was sick back then, but now mm-hmm. because off white so played out. Yeah. 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 I think that's that's the main reason. I don't know how long he had it before, but mm. if Off White was still like less mainstream, then it'd probably be cool. Yeah. But now people just see it and it's like you see that thing driving around Fairfax, which I actually saw driving down oh, Fairfax really? once, and that's why I completely knew. I was like, should have just jumped in front of it. <laughs> no, I was, gone dri- I was driving to check. I was driving to. Should have just crashed yeah, your car. Something's got to pay for, pay for my college tuition, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just meet him, be like, yo, actually, you know, instead of paying. Why don't uh, you come work with us or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, yo, my, my arm is broken. You don't have to pay for it. Just make me a phase member. All good. We'll call it even there. Okay, uh, don't, get, don't get any ideas if you want to join phase. That's not going to happen. Oh, wait. <laughs> I have a funny story. My little cousins, in, they're in high school, and they're, like, hanging out at some party, and there was some kid saying, like, yeah, I can get you into Phase Clan. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, I got scissors into Phase Clan. When I saw him, he had like 10,000 subscribers on YouTube. That's the funniest flex nowadays. It's dude. so funny because I'm like, dude, it's not like, you know, listen, I'm going to get you into Phase Clan. The way I'm going to do it is I'm going to pay them 10 Gs and then they'll put you on Phase Clan. That's not how it works. Yeah. Like, you have to be good. You yeah. don't buy your way into Phase Clan, you know? Yeah. They have a brand that they're trying to uphold. That's like, That's another thing that I'm kind of concerned about about phase just signing so many members wouldn't you be a little afraid about like who represents your brand by signing that many people yes and i don't really have any comments aside from be careful yeah, just yeah, be a little careful it just doesn't really make about. sense but yeah we're gonna wrap up this podcast a little short um and again apologies for kind of delayed uploads no, i wouldn't say delayed but inconsistent we'll be a lot more consistent again we have plans for this podcast to blow this up we have plans for e-coliseum we don't talk much about our company here but just keep staying tuned. If you love the news, you're going to start knowing a little about us as a company, as people, and more content to come. So, uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in as always. See you guys at Coachella. Peace.